thought you have topics. Welcome to Gaming Casual, the gaming podcast where we talk about games casually when the recording isn't done. I'm your host, ah! Sash. <laughs> and I'm joined by my two co-hosts, Lightsaber Ninja. Oh man, just get to introducing Control. <laughs> control Freak. We are the most unprofessional ever, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening, everyone. This, this needs to be our... a new intro. Just Welcome copy to our paste cacophony of random. <laughs> Just copy and paste this intro over you, everyone. Oh, God. Alright, so... Today... We're discussing <laughs> the concept of day one patches. After they already discussed this, like... For the last 20 minutes... And I am now a tiny ball of rage. <laughs> oh, but do I have some things to say about Anthem, you guys? <laughs> yeah, so Light's been playing Anthem a shitload. <laughs> Just repeat everything Control said. I no. would murder you. No, so you, you, you've actually gotten to play Anthem, uh, and I have not, unfortunately, for you know reasons we discussed last week. Or last episode. As if you, as if you posted. Oh last man, game. I haven't played Anthem at all. Um, what do you think of it, uh, Control? It's it's solid. It it is a great game with a bumpy start. Um, and I don't mean bumpy start as in the actual story or anything like that. That they they handled wonderfully. Um, all of the characters you interact with are super fleshed out. You get attached to these guys. Things happen. You get mad at these guys. Like, it, but you don't it get to fuck them, like right? Real. No, you do not get to have Damn. sex with them. Although that would be entertaining for some of the characters. Um, well, but no, it's from playing it's a, it. The fucking cutscenes are beautiful. Yes, the like I haven't come across a cutscene that did not make me feel like these these could be real people. Like, they all, they have movements, they have quirks, they shift their weights. Like, these characters are very fleshed out in both their player models as well as their just core character and personality. Um, Elwin is, like, the first time you meet him... It's like, he's already a voice that you've been hearing, and then you meet him, and it's not like they do kind of that weird intro, like, oh, this is Owen. He's your cypher. Like, no, it's, hey, Owen, what's up? There, yeah. There is no, like, canned introduction for the character. And he starts talking to you, and he ends up talking about going to get sandwiches. Why? Because he likes sandwiches. I relate to that because I also like sandwiches. <laughs> but that was I like, do like sandwiches. Who doesn't? Um, I can get behind this Owen guy. Yeah, no. But, Owen... Well, and that's the thing. It it felt natural. Like, your your flow of conversation was just very natural. With well, that, I even noticed that from when we were playing the beta. Uh, that when you're talking to Matthias. Yep. Like, it doesn't seem like he's a scripted character every conversation i that we had with him in the beta seemed natural even after the thing happened yeah oh and with that 
that was so well done with the aftermath. And I don't want to spoil anything for players who may play this after or haven't had a chance to play it yet or haven't watched someone else playing it. I'll just say Matthias is a very unique character. Period. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure that it's pronounced Mathias and you guys are just like screwing around. Mathias. I, I I'm I'm pretty sure I heard the character name correctly while I was playing it. But hey, if you want to call him Mathias, all you. He is kind of a nerd. It's all about player choice. You can call him whatever you like. Um but so yeah, for for the world that they've created, it looks and feels real. It's it's very fluid. Um in terms of the gameplay, I'd say pretty as, solid. Yeah, I, I like the way a lot of the guns work. I haven't touched shotguns much, um, just because if I'm in melee range of the enemy, I'm probably meleeing them. Uh, well, that's the whole thing. Anthem doesn't seem like a shotgun type of game. It, it seem... can be. Can it? Because yes. don't you get a sword at some point? Or is no, that only there's... the specific, like, javelin has a sword? Uh, the so you mean Iron Man your, suit. Yeah, the Ranger Javelin basically has what equates to a stun knife. It is an electrified dagger, basically. It's a stun baton. Oh, so um, it's a knife from Metal Gear Solid Four. Yeah, basically. Oh God, I uh, said the words. No, we're not going over to that. Um, the interceptor has what equate to twin blades that pop out of their uh pop out of the arms that they can grab the Ah. storm javelin literally just electrifies his fist and punches things and the colossus slaps people with a shield so there are no melee weapons you can enhance your melee with uh javelin mods but you do not change out your melee weapon um, so basically you have Baraka with the... Not quite that ridiculous, but... <laughs> you have Baraka, a monk from D&D, and I honestly forgot... Oh, and Solid Snake and whatever the hell kind of sword the last one has, and I can't think of an analog for it. I mean, it's just a giant shield bash. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah, well, he said the twin snakes... Then Raiden, who was the lightning in the storm, and he talked about a colossal Metal Gear, right? He's he's trying to drag it to Metal Gear. I know what he's trying to. No, do. I just, that's that's where I just heard the conversation go after somebody mentioned it. I I actually wouldn't even uh, I want to put it towards the snake reference. I would actually say more Resident Evil mm. with the literal. It's like they had the stun baton in it. Yeah. Mm. So again, but. Either way, it's it was an electrified melee. Um, now, in terms of my issues with Anthem, because there are a couple, uh, and they are addressing them with this day one patch, uh, but load times. Are, <laughs> Problem number one: not loading. enough gigabytes. There, there is a lot of loading that happens because mm. as you go into missions, as you go into strongholds, as you go into specific uh. Uh, micro dungeons. There, there's a lot of load times that pop up, and so they're they're working to cut that down though with this day one patch. 
Well, um, that, that's good because honestly, if anything's gonna break a live service game like this, it's gonna be way too many load screens. Yeah. 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 Um, my issues that I've come across a couple times, I won't deny it has been a couple of very frustrating times. Um, connection issues. I, I've had a couple of times where mid-mission it just says failure to update player information and tosses me back to the main screen. And then, oh, didn't you actually send me a thing after that happened once? You're like, oh, god damn it, I lost everything. Uh, no, that was, I had a entire, like, the game just crashed. I didn't get a crash notification, but the game just shut down. Huh. And it was like, what just happened? Reload back at the main screen. Didn't even give me the option to rejoin to the mission or to the extraction page. So, yeah, everything I had done during that mission just up and poofed. Um, which, that is something that they're addressing uh, with the day one patch. Um, In-game, at times there can be input lag or, like building lag where stuff just isn't spawning so you're in a region and you're getting hit by something but you don't see anything um and go yeah. figure these are actually all things i remember from mass effect 3 and mass effect andromeda all the bugs yes mm, um that's... up to and including the audio bug where if you're doing certain actions generally when you're doing like a uh ability combo that debt that usually causes a detonation yeah it there's an audio bug where you will lose all audio and it you won't get it back until you reload the game oh that's oh god that bug was around i know it's not a bioware game but that shit happened in battlefield 4 all the fucking time yeah um but the reason that i think a lot of this was probably built from the bones of Mass Effect Andromeda is I recognize those bugs from back then. Um, do you think they just pulled some of the code from it? Oh, definitely. I, I definitely think they well, do. They're probably, I can still definitely using feel it. they're probably still using Frostbite. They are. Yeah. It is still, it is the Frostbite engine. Which, god damn, like, just not a gameplay thing, but the Frostbite engine has, can render environments so stunningly and it's great. Like, Anthem is beautiful. It is a beautiful game to look at. Yeah. Um, Very much so. But yeah, no, I mean, a lot of games do the day one patch thing, and a, a lot of multiplayer games do it. Yeah. The, and this goes back to our conversation from last episode about betas. How we basically get, you know, a dev kit from two versions ago in the beta so when the game comes out it's like okay so this isn't anything like the beta oh yeah that was two versions ago this is the new version mm. and now they have a whole different cacophony of things that they need to address because the old code they just kind of threw it to the wayside of it being old code whereas with the launch code information oh hey we still have these issues crap 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 patch 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 um right. and you end up in a situation where when the game comes out you have a patch every other day because they're fixing all the bugs they're getting support questions out of like my character's not loading this is happening i can't finish a mission 
Yep. And so, and that's why I think Bioware took advantage of EA's in the best way early, that they could of EA's early access system. Yep. Which is essentially giving the premiere members another beta test. Yes. To test, the but it is for the code. live. It's it's yes. for the live code. Which I'm super on board with, because if you know if if that's what you do, if you're saying, hey, you pay a subscription every year, you get these games early, and you're essentially doing, um, it's bug testing. That's what it is. I'm on board with that because that helps everybody. It helps the developer make a better game. It helps people who get the game after you. It, essentially, you're getting the game at a reduced cost. Because what what do we pay for that EA access? Uh, it's a hundred a year. Yeah. So, with that, I've gotten Battlefield Four, Titanfall Two, Anthem. Um, I mean, I have I have access to a ton of games, so I'd say that I've already made it worth it this year. Oh yeah, most most definitely. It's like you. Get... I I I cringe at the idea of handing money to EA at I, times. I think but we all do. This, yeah, it it is is a worthwhile thing that they've set up the thing i try not to think talking about i try not to think of it so much as handing money to ea i try to think of it as i'm helping the developers that's that's how i sleep at night <laughs> that are owned by ea it still it's still the developers man yeah that is true like i i will help respawn make a better game i'll help dice make a better game because at the end of the day the developers ea hasn't folded into nothingness looking at you visceral mm-hmm <laughs> We miss you. Um, the developers EA hasn't folded into nothingness are good developers. They know how to make good games. It's just EA needs to get their thumb off of them and let them do their shit. Yeah. And, uh, Light, you were saying you had no idea what we were talking about with the EA access? Oh, no. Just with this whole anti-EA rant, like... Oh. <laughs> I love supporting EA. I, I think I that they have some great practices as a, as a publisher, you know? Is there sarcasm in there? For the win. So much sarcasm, it's starting to <laughs> bleed over to Gandhi levels. Yeah. Um, He's actually reached a point where the sarcasm has started sounding serious. Yeah, it's it's no longer sarcasm. He's just being genuine, and he doesn't realize it. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, send help. We, we need a medevac immediately. He's sick. We need to help him. Hmm. Um... I mean, fuck Belgium, if anything. Oh, Jesus. Oh, gee. Oh, God. <laughs> We're going to have to kick you off the podcast. You keep sprouting shit like that. Of course, because you want to remain in your insular bubble. Yes. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> um, Ignore uh, yeah. the facts so... of how great EA is. Oh, no. No, no. But, I mean, EA is not the only one who's made, uh, who's made good with the day one patches. But the problem is, a lot of times when companies do these day one patches, it makes people question, why the fuck didn't you just release this as part of the game? Why is it a patch? And Well, and that's that's the thing. It's uh, Other companies won't do day one patch as a fixed patch. It's the rest Their day of the one game. patch, exactly. It's, all right, here's this 50 gig update that hmm. opens up this portion of the world map or this uh, functionality of the game, it's not a, all right, hey, 
we have to change a couple of ones and zeros for this to properly work now. Like we did Obviously, some, it's we much did, more ones and zeros. We did some testing after the game went gold, and we found a couple more bugs we have to fix. Now, mind you, that is always included in that. Yeah. But for the most part, it's so they can continue to ship games on one disc. Because games no longer fit on those on Blu-rays anymore. Which is a scary thought, considering the size of Blu-rays. Right. Especially dual layer. Yeah. I mean, it it is crazy how big games are getting. And I'm not talking. So like, big. I'm not talking about in their uh, popularity. How big games now? Big games is big. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I mean, day one patches. Yeah, they suck because they basically mean you take your game, you put it in your drive. If you're playing on console. And now it's like, oh good. Now I have to wait another six hours to play. Or longer if your internet connection is a hamster running on a wheel. At least in our streaming only future, we'll just have to worry about the servers updating. Right. God, if we end up at a streaming only future, I'm a be worried. I mean, we're already heading there with Xbox Game Pass and EA's... I suppose with EA's we still have to EA and Steam we still have to install the games on our computer. Yeah, don't forget our, about our PlayStation Now. I yeah, our computers are the core. I consistently forget about PlayStation Now. I'm pretty sure Sony has forgotten about PlayStation Now. Hmm. Um, I I do have uh other unrelated to day one news though. The day one patch news, because we got a little bit of news about a game thought long dead. Platinum Games. Uh, oh my be... god, they're finally doing psyops too. It is about time. No, no, like you're you're never getting psyops too. You need to. You just need to accept that. Mm-hmm. Um, no, Scalebound might be coming back, but not for the Xbox. It might be coming to the Switch. Oh. Yeah. I probably should have read that article. Yes, you should have, which is nice because uh, I was talking with, actually, I think I was talking with Chi about this the other day, about how this Nintendo is showing Platinum Games a ton of love. You think they're going to buy them? You think they will? I, I don't think, I don't, Nintendo's such a weird fucking company. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think they're going to buy Platinum, but I definitely saw another RPG buy platinum get announced for switch and i cannot remember its name at the moment but basically their partnership is still strong exactly well because they have exclusive rights to bayonetta yeah which was you know lady devil may cry is it weird that this looks like a uh version of monster hunter no because that's what i thought it was at first when i saw the box art like the little picture that's in the article i was like oh what what the hell a new monster hunter game yeah, well, and it makes me think of a mix between Monster Hunter and God Eater. Mm, I never played God Eater. I it leans more on God Eater. Yeah. Especially if you see that, how much tooth this main character has. <laughs> yeah, because, well, I'm looking at it, it's like, I remember in God Eater, one of their big gimmicks, like, all the characters wore, like, stylish clothes, and ha- you could have headphones and stuff like that. So I'm looking at this guy, it's like, he's running around with a pair of headphones, like, yep. Not earbuds, beats. not earpieces. Specifically beats. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's, if, 
are they actually beats? Because that would be even more yeah. ridiculous. But yeah, he's, well, back he's, whenever it debuted, I'm almost po- 100% positive they were branded beats. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> but that's the type of thing that he has. He's got this stylish outfit. And then you see this dragon that looks like it stepped immediately out of Monster Hunter. Just yeah, mm-hmm. no, it definitely posing up. It's like, uh, it definitely looks oh, just yeah. like the Rathalos. I, I could be totally talking out of my ass, but from what I know of Dragon's Dogma, it's somehow an RPG, but gameplay wise, it looked like a platinum take on Monster Hunter or like Bayonetta versus just the boss characters, where you could occasionally summon a dragon friend to come in and fight. Dragon's, um, Dragon's Dogma. Dragon's Dogma does not have summoning. Um, well, it it does, but if you, you could count climb the on the enemy. Yeah, it was not. Like, I'm sorry, I said Dragon's Dogma because of that fucking uh, all these fucking old ass RPGs. Scalebound. Yeah. No. I meant Scalebound, but I said Dragon's Dogma because it there it's in a class of games I don't give a shit about. I'm surprised I didn't say Dragon's Age since we were talking about Bioware. If I if I remember right, Scalebound. Mind you, I didn't follow Scalebound super heavy, because I was in my, like, nope, I don't want to know anything about new games except when they come out, because I want to be surprised when I play them. Stick. Hmm. At the moment. Mm-hmm. And, uh, if I remember correctly, people were talking, like, you could ride dragons and customize your dragon and stuff. So, hmm. I... I'm excited. I hope it is actually coming out, and this isn't just a bullshit rumor. Like, I really hope Nintendo threw some money at Platinum and said, hey, you know that game you're going to make for Microsoft? We'll, we'll take, take it. it. Yeah, we'll take it. And Platinum. That would be pretty handy. Yeah. I, I mean, that's essentially what happened with Bayonetta. It's, everybody else was like, nah, we don't want to publish Bayonetta. And Nintendo came over, just put its hand on Platinum's shoulder, slid it a little glass of whiskey. We'll, pl- um, we'll buy it from you. That was Capcom that screwed that up, right? No. Maybe. Well, I mean, Capcom... Squeamic. Who the fuck published the first Bayonetta? I don't... That was Capcom. Was it Capcom? Okay. I'm fairly sure it was. I mean, we we have the internet. Oh, I know. No, there's no way we could figure it out. I'm already looking. Uh... We have to rely on our memories no, for everything. Sega. It was Sega. <laughs> okay. It was Whoa. Sega and Platinum Games. Yeah, right. so of okay. course, of, of course, only Sega would fuck up like that. Yeah. Well, Sega's Sega has a long track record of fucking up massively. Fuck up. Yeah, we're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. Um, good for your good for you guys if you picked it up. I I hope you did because I want to see that game continue to live on because the hype for it was big and then it just vanished. I mean, there are Speaking a lot of games game. that do that. I know. Speaking of games that are coming to Switch, we're not going to just ignore the elephant in the room here about the greatest fucking game ever. Uh, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening getting remade? Oh, yeah, that too. But uh, how about Assassin's Creed 3? Uh, Plus Liberation and Tyranny of King George. uh, The best Assassin's Creed ever made. The most well-rounded character. I'd say... The only one that comes second to Connor is Altair. Um, and this list, and then maybe Ezio you know third. Piss. <laughs> no, and then I'd say you probably put Ezio in there somewhere around three or four. Yeah, definitely. Four, uh, I... because Connor's dad is three, because it's so great to play 
like a, a large chunk of the beginning of the game as somebody else. Hmm. Now, if if they remake it, I well, I don't think it's going to be a remake. I think it's just going to be a port. Yeah, over. it's a remaster. Let's let's just call it a port over. It's not going to be a remaster. <laughs> okay. I I don't I don't see them like. No, really I I, I know. anything. I know what you mean. Yeah, I don't really disagree. <laughs> um. Honestly, cool. That uh, get give it a well. It, it'll be the same box art. It's not gonna get anything fancy. So, yeah, exp expanding the market for the games that they have for the hopes of future games to see how it runs. Cool. Right. Um, and I mean, they need to figure out how much they can get. They can feasibly get on those cartridges for bigger games. Because yeah. I mean. Doom... Theoretically, the cartridge could hold more than a Blu-ray, though. Theoretically, yes. But, you know, if Assassin's Creed 3 does well on Switch, I, I might actually buy it and replay it, because maybe it isn't as bad as I remember it being. <laughs> or maybe it is, and I'm just being hopefully optimistic. Well, look, <laughs> as somebody who played Assassin's Creed 1 and 3 only, I think that I know the series pretty well. And let me tell you, it's really good. Mm. You know, it's amazing that I even liked any Assassin's Creed past one, because I thought one was one of the most boring video games ever created. It was. Um, I, I say that as I really enjoy... I enjoyed the later Assassin's Creed and Assassin's Creed <laughs> 2 and the follow-ups were amazing. But no, Assassin's Creed 1 legitimately was, like... It was the same three missions rehashed, and then you assassinated somebody. Yep, it it was it was god awful. <laughs> um, and... What are you talking about, dude? That's one of my favorite tech demos ever. But, th <laughs> but that's the thing. That's all it was. Was it? It was a massive tech demo. Yeah, and, and I, I love the way they, they put it out as a proof of concept. Right, and don't get me love... wrong; it was a good proof of concept. Apart from. I'm sorry, Light. I know I'm talking over you. I'll let you have your thing in a second. Okay. Uh, it was a it was a great proof of concept. It just it needed more variety, and all of my issues with it were fixed with two. Like I think I picked two yeah. up on a sale, and then almost hundred percented the game because I loved the character, I loved the setting. Fuck those feathers. No, the feathers were a bitch and a half, and the <laughs> seven thousand different flags you could find. Well, the flags was Assassin's Creed 1. I it was were... the feathers in Assassin's Creed 2. And now... Well, yeah. Okay, fair enough. And now, I, I okay. haven't even played the newest Assassin's Creed. Okay, look. Assassin's Creed 2 might have been better in every way. But you didn't get to enjoy a main character who actively mispronounced people's names even when he like nobody else said it that way. Yeah. Yeah, that that was one of the bigs for now. I I the the story that they started developing in Assassin's Creed One was pretty good, but the character was so one dimensional he that was, he was all a, the air what he was a paper man. Yeah. He he had no substance to himself, no. but the world that he introduced 
had a lot of depth, but the character that you were and the missions that you did did not provide it. The narrative was there for it, but everything you were active in did not show it. And then Assassin's Creed 2 came out and it was like, hey, here's this suave, smart-mouthed, super-confident jackass, and that's you. Yeah, And we're going to throw him into this... That's you. We're going to throw him into this large, vibrant, living world, and you're going to be interacting with both characters from history and characters that we made up to create this large narrative with these unique missions. And you, you look at the difference and it's like, you could almost call them two different games. Oh, except yeah. for the fact that it was like the control scheme was this for the same game. Right. Yeah. Now it, it was an evolution. I, I know they did the Ezio trilogy remaster that just fucking flopped uh-huh. because somehow they managed to make the game look worse somehow yeah yeah yeah. the npcs just looked so bad i would love to see it if they brought like i i would love to play assassin's creed 2 on the switch and the switch could definitely handle it yeah like you put it you put a remaster of uh two brotherhood and revelations on the switch done yeah fuck it put black flag on the switch no I liked Black Flag. Both of us did. There is literally only one person who's in the minority here. <laughs> he he preferred uh, Assassin's Creed Three. Yeah, it, it's all right, listeners. You, in you can be in truth, I did prefer Assassin's Creed Three, and the, the the thing I hated the most in AC Three was sailing. And when I, I get the Black Flag, probably improved it immensely. But regardless, the fact that they spun the worst part of three into its own game, okay, I hate well, it. No, here's the thing though: you say it was the worst part of three, and I'll give you that because it had no purpose being there. Yeah. It was so pointless because all it was was, "Hey, go make money." Okay, what do I need money for? Upgrade your ship. Okay, what do I need to upgrade my ship for? Make more sofas. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> my, actually, my issue with three, I mean, yes, making... I definitely you know. ripped that straight from zero punctuation. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, okay. That was brilliant. That was, <laughs> that was not me being creative. Yeah. But, but it is true. Like, the ship implementation had no purpose. Um, but oh. my biggest problem with three, I hated Connor. Oh, God, yeah. Right? I hated him because, like... The initial setup for him was supposed to be more like he was part of the Indian tribes. They've already, they're at the point that they've already been ostracized and, you know, subjected to multiple horrors. And you're supposed to have this kind of dislike for the colonists. And then it's like, well, now you're the champion of the colonists because you know about the paladins and what they're doing, or yeah, the paladins and what they're doing behind the scenes and you you have to stop it was like this kid literally has zero motivation to help you people to like... do anything for either side and it's like oh well his father is involved in this so i was like he doesn't give two shits about his dad his dad left what? him who cares also 
I, I'm just going to say this from a purely mechanical standpoint. Assassin's Creed 3, you, there is no feasible world in which you can make throwing tea into a harbor fun. <laughs> that, that was the Actually, story. what would have made that a lot more fun is if you didn't participate in it. Because it's a real insult to have a Native American join that that event. Yeah, yeah, that that actually was quite culturally insensitive on their part. So basically, what you're saying is Assassin's Creed Three is a massive slap in the face to many different people and shouldn't exist. I'm not saying that. I, I like Three, but but then like I enjoyed Black Flag because it was like the characters felt. <clears throat> enjoyable and unique they had their stories and they had their motivations like it made sense for their motivations and you find out kenway's reason for the being the way that he is because it's like the whole story progression it starts off it was like yeah you're you're just some little shit on a ship you don't really have any importance and then you find out well why was he you know the no-name scrub on this ship Oh shit! It was because you know he literally just had no money and he wanted to provide for for his, for his wife. Yeah, and right. then as you progress through the game, you see his memories of like what's happening in that home front up to the culmination where it was just like, oh damn. Yeah, and plus, I mean, Ed Edward Kenway was a Ponce Master General. Like, dude was a jackass to everybody except maybe captain kid yep but and that's only because he wanted to do them yep and it turns out he wasn't wrong <laughs> <laughs> um but he grew as a character like he went from being a dude who just put on the assassin's outfit to just put on the assassin's outfit you know to get money to yeah. actually caring about the cause as much as he could. Yeah. It and plus there was a ton to do in AC4 that I enjoyed like the diving missions were fun. Fighting the legendary ships was actually the first video I ever put up on the internet. Hmm. They gave that whole fucking speech about how brotherhood and revelations whenever they switched AC to a yearly cycle, which they don't do anymore. But they gave that whole speech about how 3 was getting a number because you know it's an important sequel same bullshit we heard from rockstar about how they sequel the the gta games and whatnot only to immediately the next year come out with four and try and pass it off as anything more than we only had two years to make this so we built it around a single but the whole thing was they released a numbered game because three didn't perform and people because people like couldn't three. see how brilliant it was. You know what I mean? The brightest stars fade the fastest. I mean, that's... I didn't, I didn't think it was much of a star. No, it's more of a flickering candle. Well, you can't see it now. It already faded. But it was a bright star. <laughs> if you say so. Also, Witcher 3 might be coming to Switch. How? Interesting. Yeah. There's been some reported leaks of uh job listings for a witcher 3 port on switch <sighs> so we'll... somebody's lying somebody is 
more than likely lying, and we will. Or 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 somebody at, at CD Projekt Red saw that potato mode video. <laughs> it was like we can do it. We can do it. Um, but we'll we'll see how it we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. Did... <laughs> I know the answer to this, so I don't know why I'm asking it. Did either one of you play Odyssey at all? Oh yeah, my favorite what? part was the sailing. <laughs> you know the funny part is there was sailing in Odyssey, <laughs> or not Odyssey? No. no, yeah, no Odyssey is the one I'm thinking of. Uh, let's see. I did not play Odyssey. I picked up Origin, but I did not pick up Odyssey. I didn't like Origin. I mean, Odyssey's an evolution on Origin, is it not? I mean, it is. And the problem with I had with Origin was the fact that it wasn't an Assassin's Creed game. Yeah, I they they really flopped on what they could have done to build it up. Instead, it was like, oh, hey, like, when you get your wrist blade, here, take this ancient weapon. What? We're... I thought this was supposed to be the origin of the assassin. No, no, the assassins have still been around for millennia, apparently. So this is oh. the ancient weapons used by them. And it was like, Ew. well, that's retarded. Yeah, I will say. Odyssey, I mean, Origin looked very pretty, and so does Odyssey. The problem is they're not what I want out of a game that's called Assassin's Creed. Yeah, it stopped being about assassinating people and more about... Fighting. Open combat. Right, especially life. with Odyssey. And then they threw in the medieval shit, so Odyssey's just Ubisoft does God of War? <laughs> I, I think my issue is that I really want an Assassin's Creed game that's watchdogs meet splinter cell so you just want the the place they were apparently trying to go with it yeah give us the modern day assassin's creed yeah a cyberpunk assassin's creed i wouldn't even say a cyberpunk assassin's creed i, I well i mean you're going say... up against this giant monolith corporation in a modern ish near future setting Honestly, just give me like near future, not not future, not modern day, but like near future, like in the next ten years, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, because Cy cyberpunk is like, I mean, you, you Enough... watch the demo reel for cyberpunk, and she literally replaces her own eyeball. Yeah, that, that's a bit of a that's that'd fair. be a bit of a joke. Yeah, I don't mean that far in the future anyway. I'm not talking robots and stuff, but a near future setting even less so than Minority Report was, just something that allows us to uh, have enough bullshit technology to hand-wave the craziness of the plot. Right. right. The, the thing with it is, it's we're never going to see that because everybody hated the future shit in Assassin's Creed. That's not what they want. ended up wanting. They want the it past was, shit. It was because I like those parts in 3. They, they had... The the modern day stuff was supposed to be this, like, insane reveal at the end of the original Assassin's Creed. Like, it was supposed to just be like, hey, you beat Assassin's Creed. Like, you, you beat the story, you've killed the final bad guy, and then your character wakes up. It was supposed to be like this, you know, M. Night yeah, Shyamalan twist at oh. the very end. 
it not throughout the whole thing you're waking up and suddenly getting assassin's powers kind of thing yeah it that whole aspect of it got screwed oh. up though by a loose tweet from one of the devs talking mm -hmm. about sci-fi the sci-fi aspects of the game oh. and it was it was a case of just oh shit oh shit oh shit what the fuck did she just do retcon retcon nullify nullify yeah I'll, I'll try and see if i can find the uh the original yeah. uh tweet for that um i mean and that's just the thing you got to deal with in games like this nowadays in in the games industry in general is yeah but if this is the original assassin's creed we're talking 0607 like the early days of twitter right. or twitter but now this is just a modern thing like suddenly oh okay well our game just got leaked because somebody you know data mined into patch notes and got into our servers somehow yeah no this this was literally just a screw up on one of the devs well i'm sure she got fired yeah she <laughs> it, no it that well, was I mean, it was a it was a female what um, that had well no wonder they were gabbing dropped the ball it was so long ago though i'm not sure i'll be able to easily I'm find it no probably not i'll i'll keep a lookout and i'll i'll send it to you guys uh after after sesh yeah for sure um oh yeah double may cry 5 comes out in a little while and i'm stoked Devil Watch 2019. No, because, I mean, honestly, I haven't been able to play any of the new demos that came out. I'm just going to beat this drum. I don't have a hand currently. <laughs> that sounds like I'm literally missing a hand. We'll he just get hand me. restoring cream. He was the one-armed man. <laughs> was the... I actually have six fingers now. They accidentally reattached another one. <laughs> that would look gross as shit. Yeah, it would. <laughs> um, oh, uh, Far Cry New Dawn came out. Yeah. You know, Far Cry does Fallout. <sighs> Apparently it's not terrible. Yeah, I, I don't know if I can get into it, sadly. It very Has the Far Cry game actually been terrible? No, but they've been very mediocre. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I would never say that they were. They are bad games. It's just they're, yeah. ne they're never enough to keep me interested. Yeah, like not like two. No, not like two. You're right. What a great fucking game. Like. Three was the last one that I finished to completion. But see, I always heard that four was better. Did you? Because see, I played yeah. through three and I didn't particularly like three. Or I played through three and I didn't particularly like the story of four. Because the thing well, I like with each one, they always say it's better than the last one. Well, even though even with like Primal, it was the same exact map as four. They say that with every game sequel, though. It's like, it's better than our last game in this series. Well, I don't mean that the maker said it. Oh, you mean, like... General consensus. I, I mean, it's just one of those Far Cry spinoff games. It's just like Primal or 
Blood Dragon. It's just a spinoff of the main game. It's the wacky spinoff game of the main game, which may make it better, may not. I don't know. I'll wait for it to go on sale to pick it up. But it does look fun. It does look like they're very much trying to be Fallout Rage 2-esque. And I don't know if that's something we should praise hmm. them for. <laughs> Probably not, actually. <laughs> I mean, a good game is a good game, right? I mean, if it's good, awesome. I I ain't gonna knock a good game just because it ain't, you know, just because it's not something I want to pay for right now. I have no interest in it. All right, I mean, fair enough. Just like I have no interest for that Sons of Anarchy zombie game. Oh, Days Gone? Yeah. Uh, it just looks like they're trying to do World War Z with the amount of zombies that are on screen. Yeah. And I don't know, it just... It didn't catch my interest when they showed it off at E3. It didn't catch my interest when they showed it off again. Like, zombies yeah. are old news, says the guy who's been super hyped about Resident Evil for the last, like, three weeks. Yeah, it's all on how you do it, and I just don't, I don't know, it doesn't pique my interest. I mean, just slapping together two AMC shows doesn't make me want to buy your game. Sons of Anarchy wasn't AMC. That was AMC, was it not? No, it was FX. Oh. I keep forgetting that they exist. He's just like, oh, well, now it's a completely different ball game. If it's FX, I'm on board. Nope. <laughs> I stand by what I said. I just, you know, obviously they're not both AMC, I guess. <laughs> I, I do like. Wait a minute. Then what's Sunny on? And Archer. FX. I know. I was. Anyway. He was trying to be punny. No, I just figured those were tps but anyway oh dude i can recap the entire metal gear franchise oh, look no, maybe no. there were the philosophers not again <laughs> i mean we it doesn't always have to be i don't know what runtime we're at right now yeah, we're we try past to shoot for an hour, hour. yeah Are we, mean, well we're roughly at 48 minutes that's a, it that is a reasonable amount of content if we have nothing to add we have that's true plug your shit guys well as always uh twitch uh twitch.tv slash control freak otherwise on facebook with zguru review that is where you can find me posting about my opinions on games youtubers things that happen in the gaming realm my opinions none of it matters and then twitch me being stupid in video games. Usually with me. Yep. Dying horribly. Yep. Light. Oh yeah, that that's that's some dope shit there. And so anyway, the philosophers had a bunch of money that they pulled together. They <laughs> called their legacy. Anyway, alright, you can find me at twitch.tv slash Lord Sedge on YouTube, Sedge Gaming, on Twitter at Sedge underscore gaming. And if you're looking for another fun podcast to check out, go check out the Discount Podcast, anchor.com slash discount podcast. A couple of my friends do that one, and I they don't know I'm plugging them. So go check out their podcast. Give them some views. They're funny.
And yeah. We'll see you guys next week. So after World hey War guys, II. Hey guys, Sedge here. Uh, just wanted to give a quick shout out to our intro music, 8-Bit Onward by Heatley Bros. You can find them on YouTube, and I will be posting the link in the description. Thanks. Bye.